0: Did you guys get Colson's notes for uh what he wanted to communicate with us there from the show today?
1: Uh panic and uh freak out or uh I right, read right there. Yeah. Jason I'll cover panic if you want to get freak out.
0: All right, cool. I can do it. I was just shocked that he wanted to trade the whole team for Harden.
1: <laughs> it was unexpected.
0: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined.
1: That some on. The train is
0: off the track.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't love the bouncy castle?
0: <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to. Uh, just, yeah. So, uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December seventeenth, twenty twenty-three, and this is episode six seventy-six. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss a sweet one-three week of Pacers basketball with games against Detroit, Milwaukee, Washington, and Minnesota. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast-to-coast, coast, like buttered toast. First... Offering a knowledgeable and analytical perspective, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
2: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? That put a lot of pressure on. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to uh, Chuck Diesel, uh, celebrating a birthday.
1: Shout out?
0: Shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, out west... It's our spiritual slash emotional leader and enforcer keeping the podcast grounded and focused. It's John Harper. You, you can't let the AI run the show, Joey. It's, uh... <laughs> I appreciate Thanks. Uh, shout out to, to Google's Bard who uh, gave us our descriptions uh, this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that AI has taken our past shows and just... You know, if there's no pressure. This is what we this is indicate this is indicative of our, our our previous performance. So you know. I agree with that part, you. uh future okay. overlords have said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Future. So thank <laughs> <laughs> So Harper, thanks for keeping it spiritual here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm good for that.
0: Before we get into the rest of the show, would like to remind listeners that they can help support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to Patreon.com/slashUndebatableS and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Thanks again to everybody who who uh, has taken up that uh, and and helped support us. We gotta we gotta we gotta pay some bills. So it's nice um, uh, to get support. Doing that along the way. All right, team. We had a... I mean, I looked at the calendar and there was a week of Pacers basketball. Game one. Detroit Pistons are... not great, to say the least. Monday, December 11th, Pacers take their road trip uh, to Detroit. And win this one, 131-131. To 123, it was not a blowout, but it never really had a, a massive lead. But the Pacers, uh, you know, were the better of the two teams. And um, by the by the way, the rest of the week went. Um, maybe this was uh, not as, as sure as I, I thought it was. Um, standout performers this game on the Pacers side: Miles Turner. Put down his twenty three. Does not get a double double. The twenty three and eight, and Buddy Heel sixteen, Tyrese Halliburton fourteen and sixteen. Gotta love those. Bennick Matherin, by the way, uh, he was getting the the post game interviews with thirty points off the bench in forty almost forty minutes. So he was he was having a heck of a game. Pacers move to Milwaukee on Wednesday, December 13th, and take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And this one was not really in question so much. Pacers got behind, and it never got better. Um, uh, there was a lot to talk about this game. Um it got I mean, weirdest. <laughs> It got weirder. Um, I guess to start, like, the standout performance was Giannis Antetokounmpo, who at 64 points set the franchise record for scoring. Um, he had 64 points, 14 rebounds, um, and just a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal game. Lillard, you know, is chipped is in. He's 21, uh, as he's wanted to do. Uh, on the Pacers' side, you know, Turner and Halliburton both with 22 and I think the game ball goes to Oscar Schwiebe, who gets his first NBA point. Um, but therein potentially lies the rub. We can talk about this a little bit more, but uh, there seemed to be... Uh, there was a disagreement about... Uh, after discussion, Carlisle says, hey, anytime... the Schwiebe got a point during the um, NBA Cup final, but that is not a real... NBA game, so this was his first NBA point. That's that's in the record books, and so um, the tradition has been the the you know when you get your first point, you get the game ball, and it also coincided with with Giannis's franchise setting record, and um, there were some disagreements about who who should have which ball. So, but regardless, Bucks win, and Giannis was. Out of control. Third game of the week, Friday, December fifteenth. Jason was in the house, watching the hapless Washington Wizards host the Pacers. Find their inner hap. Mm-hmm. They found mm-hmm. their inner hap and got W one thirty seven to one twenty three. And boy, I was, I was, uh, I was real sure that the Pacers had some more in the tank, and they did not. And they. Did not play defense, and they gave up too many points to too many players, including 23 points to Corey Chrispert. Kispert. Kuzma and Poole both had 30 or 30 and 31. Um. Well, you you can't give up 137 points to the Washington Wizards. And final game of the week, last game of the road trip. Pacers went to Minnesota on Saturday, December 16th, and lose 109 to 127 this game. I mean, I guess of note, Halliburton um, injured and DNP'd. Uh, so TJ McConnell gets the start. And they this team, if they score 109 points, are, are not going to win a ballgame. And Minnesota's got a phenomenal defense, and um, and then they also on the defensive side, Pacers gave up uh, forty points to Carl Anthony Towns and thirty seven to Anthony Edwards, and um, there was still some more to go around. So, Pacers end the week one and three, and J- I guess Jason, let's you know you got to see them live this week. Um, you know, tell me tell me about the Wizards game and, and, and what you thought you know how how it uh, uh, related to the week as a whole
2: well i think it was a nice microcosm of the week at some level yeah. it was uh an inability weirdly of the best offense in the league to be able to score against the worst defense in the league And i mean you know obviously we gave up way too much to the wizards uh you know i missed the the first half due to a a uh Traffic situation in Wash, lovely Washington D.C. There was like a major fire or something like that, so we got rerouted. and Didn't get there till halftime, anyway. So I didn't see Jordan Pool eat our lunch in the first half, but <laughs> apparently he did. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I thought it was a somewhat unlucky. You know, the the Pacers every time they would like make a run to cut it from say eighteen to thirteen which I know sounds horrible but um, they would do that and have some momentum and then Washington would you know either call a timeout or go on a 60 run basically and push it back up to 18 or 20 in the second half um on some ridiculous shooting to be perfectly honest i mean some of it was horrible defense just wide open lanes but some of it was Kyle Kuzma doing you know between the leg dribbling and step back three pointers that were just just cash and you know, it's, you kind of throw your hands up at that point. And then to add injury to insult, um, Tyrese Halliburton had a couple spills in the, the second half of that game. One, he just slipped on a wet spot again on this floor and, like, banged his hip. And then later in the game, uh, made a move, got into the lane, and then Bilal Bali tries to, quote-unquote, take the charge, but came over so late that, like, Tyrese just didn't, even see him he was so late and he just like sideswiped Tyrese and took him out uh leading to the injury that kept him out of the the Minnesota game he says he's okay but I mean that was a big turning point like he basically had to come out of the game and uh never came back in and so without him on the floor it's very hard for this team to make a comeback but yeah I thought you know this was a crappy week that what that Wizards loss I think was the the fifth really bad loss of the season so far we've only got 11 losses so (laughs) half of our losses are really bad losses so you know in contrast to where we were last week uh you know when we were very pleased with a, a Pacers team that did great in the tournament you know beat two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference and uh you know took uh well hung with the Lakers I guess I mean I don't know. They they had a shot to win that game, at least, right? Uh, and I don't know. I feel like maybe they got a little bit too too much smoke blown up their butts, and they're you know think they can just coast into things, and that's just not how it works in the NBA. I mean, obviously Milwaukee was gonna take us. They were mad at us, so I'll forgive that one. But to not bounce back and play well against the Wizards is uh, the sign of a young team. I would say. Yeah. What did you think, Harper?
1: Yeah, I mean, I certainly agree with that. Just to contextualize how dismal the Wizards season has been, they've won two of their last 17, and the only other team that they eked out a dub against were the Pistons, who are riding a 23-game losing streak. So... You know the Wizards. We made look a lot better than they have looked most of the season. In fairness, they're up right now on the Suns as we record, so maybe maybe we are the uh, uh, the, the the team that lit them on fire, and they're going to turn their season around. But probably not. Uh, they're just a little bit undermanned over there. Um, I'm with you. I mean, it's great that we got the Detroit win. Great job from Benny Matherin in that one, but. You know, not showing up for regular season, not in tournament games has been a problem for this team long before this week. And whatever the solution to that is, we have not found that cocktail yet. And it didn't help maybe, you know, how how exceedingly well we were playing. And, you know, you sort of expect some sort of emotional letdown. I agree. I wasn't expecting to win that Bucks game. They really came out and played us. I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say physical and not just mm-hmm. outright dirty. Uh but it was sure. probably a little bit of both. Uh, but they really wanted that one and you know, they played us like a playoff. They played that one like a playoff game and you know, not surprising, but you know, I agree we got to come back and, and and do better. Especially knowing that you got Minnesota The next night, who is the, what, the best team in the Western Conference right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, you know, that's going to be a tough game. You don't have your leader on the floor. You just, you got to find a way to do better. And we just got our doors blown off in that second court against the Wizards and really just could never claw back in.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing, I guess. The other thing that I noticed from the Wizards game, which we've seen a little bit more, you know, it showed up in that Lakers game is you know we're a small team like mm-hmm. like we don't have a ton of size and it showed there was a time Jill I was at the game with Jill and you know there was a time in the second half I mean obviously Carlisle was trying some things and playing a small ball lineup but you know literally every Wizards player was taller than every Pacers player on the on the court and so like you know coming down on defense there's just length everywhere proportionally at least and so it just made it very hard to score um, ironically for the literally the worst defense in the the league in the wizards um so that's something that needs to be solved and if we're not making three pointers you know it's it's definitely a live by the three die by the three thing right and we have not been making three pointers lately and if we do, if we don't make i would say 13 to 15 a game we're done that's almost, that's a very that one number. that one Milwaukee game being accepted where we shot
1: horribly, that still won the game. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota, we only got up 21 threes, hit six of them. Uh, the size differential was no better in that one than a team that yeah. trots out Gobert and Big Cat. They are, uh, they're tough. I
2: do want to say we got good seats for the Wizards game uh, where we were like sort of corner... Uh, right by the bench so we had a great shot of like all the bench dynamics and everything there was some weirdness going on there was like a fan that several players on the pacers were like talking trash with and i think he got kicked out or something like that yeah yeah uh and i think it was isaiah jackson was particularly perturbed with him in that instance and then he came back somehow got back and everybody the whole bench was like what this dude's back no way And then that time, Obi Toppin was like super pissed off. So I don't know who these guys were or what was going on, but certainly wasn't helping focus (laughs) on the Mm -hmm. game or whatever. Was that on the broadcast? Did you guys see that?
0: Yeah, they definitely uh, they they actually kept the camera on like for a very long time, like the 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 sort of whole interaction with particularly Isaiah Jackson, and then. The, like kind of like the walk of shame like all the way through the uh-huh. thing until they were like all, all basically you know out uh of view um which i thought was a little bit weird normally when there's like fans doing stuff like they usually don't put too much empathy. you know i don't think they want right yeah don't promote that, you know so okay yeah yeah,
1: Isaiah had a pretty good week for us, though. You know, he yeah, he, he and uh, Mather in sort of bright spots and otherwise not great week for us. Yep. Nope. Josh Walker got a little bit of burn, starting to claim himself some minutes. Mm-hmm. That's nice.
2: Yeah, the Halliburton thing injury hurts. Obviously, it's doubly worse because Nemhaert's still out. So yep. you know, I don't even. I didn't watch the Minnesota game, so I don't know who we played as backup point. But it couldn't have been good. We were running uh, Ben Shepard at point down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I, we just,
1: Bruce Brown was our primary ball handler for long okay. stretches. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that Bucks game. I mean, you know, in spite of. You know, a, a, it was a loss, so that's not that much fun, but it was also three hours long. And uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. And. Giannis Antetokounmpo is quickly becoming one of my least favorite players to watch just because the free throw shooting is just so drawn out. I mean, he's like Embiid in that he get you know, he's going to get tons of calls because he, you know, gets a lot of contact in the paint. I get it. But, you know, he goes to the line 32 times in this game and every free throw takes 20 seconds. I mean, literally, I, I have to fast forward. It, it's like over a minute for a set of free throws from that guy. It's like crazy. If they actually followed the rule, he would have been over 32. Yeah. Because he times out on everyone. All
2: right, so let's get into game ball gate. What did you guys think of this? So apparently uh uh Giannis was was perturbed that the Pacers had taken the game ball uh and you know wanted to go get it from the locker room and was I think he elbowed a, a coach in the ribs a, or something. A, a right GM. There? A GM? Oh, he got Pritchard, okay.
1: Or, yeah. I think, did he get Buchanan?
2: Hmm.
0: I thought oh, it yeah. was... I, don't, I thought it was Pritchard, but yeah. Some, one of the one of the execs got... Got an elbow.
1: Yeah. But Carlisle, Carlisle's not naming names. Right. I mean... Did, did
2: you guys think that... Uh, the whole thing was I mean, bizarre. obviously, it was an overreaction by Antetokounmpo, but... Like, uh... Did you buy the, the, so my original thing when I read it was like, oh, this makes sense to me because what the Pacers did, the Pacers waved the light flag in that game with like five minutes left. They just put, you know, the Ben Shepherds and she-boys. Oscar Sheepways of the world on the court <laughs> and we're like, all right, cool. And Adrian Griffin left all five starters out on the floor for like another three minutes so that Giannis could get his, uh. The franchise record or whatever and i was like that's just dumb i thought i thought it was dumb and disrespectful to some degree uh and what made it kind of cool though was that our bench unit ben shepherd went nuts mm-hmm. and hit like three straight threes and cut the lead to 10 so all the starters had to come back in the game after griffin had finally take all of his guys out and so that's why Giannis ended up with 64 because I think the record was 56 or something like that. Yeah, and he, it came back in they took him out of at 58. Eight. Yeah. 58. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, my initial was instinct Michael was Red. like, oh yeah, they definitely took that ball on purpose just to be petty <laughs> and good on him.
1: <laughs> I mean, the thought had definitely occurred to me, but it turns out that there's film out there of them getting. So there's a secondary, and I think maybe even a third ball that they keep just you know in case something happens. And mm-hmm. there's video of the game game ball, the live game ball, going to a Bucks assistant or, you know, PR guy or something. And mm. one of our guys getting, you know, a secondary game ball and walking to the locker room. And, yeah, I guess Giannis is so in tune with the rubber that he can tell which ball is which. <laughs> and flipped his lid running down the you know, the Pacers hallway, I assume, I guess he got stopped short of the, of the locker room itself.
0: Rick, yeah, like security wouldn't let him in.
1: Yeah. I mean, Rick Carlisle says that, you know, no punches were landed, which right. is not a great way to have to describe a situation. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. The whole thing was crazy. Way, way too much adrenaline in and that guy's system for sure. And I, I just, the NBA hasn't handed down any punishment, but you, you can't have that. You just, you can't have this situation happening. No. Like, it's amazing that there wasn't a full-out fight. It probably should have been. Right.
2: And I was disappointed in Giannis. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it was a record, and maybe he he must have, like, been, like, telling the coach, no, leave me in because I want to get this record. But, like, is it that satisfying to to accomplish a record a franchise record against the c team like is that is that a big feather in your cap i don't know for a guy that's won an mvp and a in an nba title right
1: like, and i and, don't know and he claim and then he goes back and claims it's like oh it's because lillard got like third on the all-time or 503 there's some milestone that he got i'm like what, what are you talking this doesn't even make any sense yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Everything about it was was real weird. But yeah, he and four other guys. So his brother, I don't know, I don't know who else. Um, I'm sure Portis, Bobby Portis was well,
2: involved in some way.
1: He, he he had gotten ejected, so I don't know if he made it down there. And then uh, campaign, I think, was there. But hmm. yeah, I, I guess I, I'm surprised that there just there hasn't been any action from the league on it because you just you gotta do you gotta do something about that. Yeah. And then he comes back out and starts screaming at Tyrese Halliburton on the floor, just bizarro. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure yeah. Tyrese had no idea what the hell was happening. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Be interesting to watch those two guys at the uh, All Star game, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, it's certainly, like I said, they 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 played us very physical. They wanted that game. They do not like us. Uh, it would seem at this point. No. So. Uh, We can expect, uh, you know, heated games in the future following this one as well.
2: Well, luckily, we get to start off 2024 with a a home and home with them on January 1st and January 3rd. So that should be fun.
0: What's different about that, though, Jason, is before we didn't have James Johnson. Now Ah, we have James Johnson. Good point. So what's the deal now? We signed him to a one-year deal. One-year deal, yeah. And he, he, the last team he was on was was the Pacers last season, but, um, but now he's yeah. That we gave him a, we gave him a one-year deal, and uh, fans may remember him as definitely locker room guy. But he's also the one that um, there was a poll taken by NBA players, and it was which player was you least want to fight, and it was James Johnson.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like an MMA guy, right?
0: Yeah, and I think the Pacers signed him the day after uh, Giannis was trying to get into the locker room. Just saying. <laughs> you know. Everybody needs an enforcer. I will say he's
2: he's got to be a good locker room guy because he was uh, just on the bench. It was his first night, right, with this Pacers team, just hanging out, just having a good time. Like he was best friends with everybody. It was crazy. Yeah. And he just ta- he's just talking all the time, just like it was amazing.
0: Good to see. Good to see. He's the guy that you want on your team. Yep. You know? Exactly.
2: Although it didn't make us any tougher against the Wizards, so no, it did not. Yeah.
1: We got. All right. Well, it the around.
2: Pacers, after that three-game slide, now stand at thirteen and eleven. Just on the outside looking in to the to the playoff guaranteed. So we're in the seventh seed. Uh with the Cavs and Nets right on our heels. Uh but we are what is that? A half a game out of six spot. Uh this week the Pacers play four more games. Another heavy, heavy week. Monday hosting the the Clippers of Los Angeles. Uh, who are riding a seven game win streak and then host the Charlotte Hornets uh, who we owe one to then travel to uh, and that game's on Wednesday Sorry, on Thursday, second night of a back-to-back travel to Memphis and take on the Grizzlies who I believe will have John Morant at this point
1: suspension ends Uh, Tuesday
2: yeah and ended up Saturday night back in the field house hosting the Orlando Magic, who are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference right now. So, what do we got? Predictions, guys. We got Clips,
1: Hornets, Grizz, Magic. Well, I don't. I don't want to be disappointed again this week, so I'll go zero and four. We <laughs> should be able to do better than that. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough. I'll jump on one and three.
1: For the exact same reasons. <laughs> we better win that Charlotte game. If we don't, I'm on strike next week. All right.
0: Uh since Joey, you two took my first two numbers, um, <laughs> I'll take uh I'll take two and two. I think we're gonna we're gonna beat the Clippers. Um, gonna be decisively mediocre. Yeah. Did, was it? Was it? Remember that year that mm-hmm. the Pacers alternated wins and losses for like I don't know, it's like twenty some games or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Was it, that was a Paul George team, right? Oh yeah, oh of course. All Paul right. George signature. It looks like he's he's got a, he's got he's got a signature. Yeah, he's got a his calling card is all over this team. <laughs> So, uh, I think and we'll so take, I assume we'll, that Colson's
2: going to pick 4-0 uh, for this week cuz he's yeah. very amped and excited But, Oh wait, no. He said uh the Pacers have no heart and have given up on the season. So uh,
1: <laughs> So he's so with Leonora 4.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a direct quote, so You know with the with the in-season tournament over you know they they don't have that extra money to play for or just the millions of dollars that they already had. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm hoping I, I want to see them turn this around. Like like we've mentioned uh, earlier, you know, Jason, you mentioned earlier. Like it, it, it's they have the upside, they have the potential to do this stuff, but it's there's more of a grind, I think there's just more of a grind than mm-hmm. than than they're putting in right now. You know, and and any any team can beat you on every any given night if you don't if you don't put in the work. You know the the uh, we've seen you know Detroit. I don't I don't. Detroit doesn't have the the, the skill set, but like the Washington team, we're we're a more talented team. You know, by by I think you know any metric and and by eye test to to Washington, but you got you know you still got to defend some. Like you got to do it we beat, you know, we won games without hitting too many threes, you know, but you gotta, you gotta, we gotta get there. And so I'm hoping the team, but yeah, we've had what you said, like five, like bad losses, like, you know, that Boston, with that Boston game earlier, we lost by like 50 or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. these are, you know, they're losing in, in, in dramatic fashion as well as there. there's some sweet wins in there. So hoping we can pick this up, learn some stuff, um, Get back together and and uh, get some get some more Ws. As it stands, Pacers are now I think in the seventh spot, you know, in the you know in the play in area. Uh, but gotta get those dubs. All right, team. We'll be back with you later on. Until then, you can hit us up on the social medias. We are. On Twitter, at undebeatables. It's Facebook.com slash The A so website. com. is a contact form there, and you can use that to send us a message. You can email us. Shout out at TheUndeBeatables.com and at the website slash store where you get the merch.
2: And for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always now in the Hall of Fame head coach, Bobby Slick Leonard Turn
0: out the lights The party's over Yeah That was the best one I think I've ever heard Thank you
1: Yeah, The Pistons have a chance Before the end of the year To break the all-time losing streak record
2: I was looking at that I was looking at their skid Currently at 23
1: Yeah We've got winnable games
2: against the Hawks and the Nets this week, though.
1: Uh, The record is twenty-eight. They currently sit in a four-way tie for fifth place. They can uh, capture. Let's see. How about on December twenty? Or sorry, December thirtieth for them would be their chance to uh, to break the all-time record versus Toronto.
0: I feel bad for Bogey.
1: yeah he was out and now he's back so maybe that will help them not maybe be the worst team ever maybe
0: what was that was it this was it the Bobcats that had like set they they won like not maybe not uh, consecutive but they won like single digits right like the season. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that was probably the 2012 season. One of the teams that they are tied with the, <laughs> to 23 consecutive losses is the the Bobcats.
0: Yeah, no, you, and I think numerically you'd almost have to, to to pack that many losses into a season.
1: Yeah, it ain't easy to win nine.
0: No. <laughs> they yeah. In this economy, wait,
2: what is their the record? Yeah. Uh, the Bobcats went 7 and 59. It was seven. a lockout seven. season, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. They were eliminated from the playoff contention on March 28th. Oof. After an, Which is actually kind of it late. Seems really it seems really late, actually. Well, I think that season started
1: late yeah. because of the lockout. Mm. Yeah, that must have um, gone into August.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they. They had a 7 and 41 record at the time and then proceeded to lose the next 18 games as well. Mm. But for an 82 game season, I want to say, yeah, the 72 73 Sixers won nine
0: games. Okay. Yeah, I knew. Uh, I was thinking nine.
1: Yeah, the Sixers have two of the records uh, above the Pistons currently. The overall record was 28 from the 2015 season and also tied for number two from the 2014 season where they had 26 in 0 Hmm. Storied franchise.
2: Interestingly, that team that the the record is 28 losses, or it's tied, right? but the Sixers in 13-14 uh, had one of those streaks. That was the year that we we saw that team with 28 losses, and we said, we'll take your Evan Turner. <laughs>
1: Don't
0: worry. <laughs> and punch him. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lance.
1: the uh the 28 uh loss actually spanned over two seasons so oh okay the the cavaliers have 26 and are, are tied with the 76ers on 26 for within a single season
0: mhm
2: the uh the pistons are on pace to win six
1: games this year Yeah, the Spurs Spurs finally broke up their 18-game winning streak or losing streak.
2: Yeah, good on them. Gets the Lakers of all teams. Yeah. The in-season champs. Just goes to show you, everybody that made that final game is sucking it up now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the in-season tournament jinx calling yeah. it.